Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. How the fuck is everyone doing? Having an amazing day. You guys, it is so beautiful here. The sun is shining, it is warm, it's actually hot as fuck, but it's gorgeous outside. Absolutely gorgeous. Here in Indiana, we are experiencing what is called second winter, or second summer, sorry. We have in the Midwest, especially Indiana, a period of multiple seasons and repeating seasons with little baby seasons in between. So, for example, first summer ended, or real summer ended uh, a few weeks or so ago. And then we got into fake out fall. Fake out fall is where you wake up and the weather is, you know, crisp and cool and you can smell the fall in the air and you think okay it's time get the boots out the cardigans the pumpkin spice everything get it all ready to go and then mother nature's like just kidding bitch get your tank top back out because it's going to be hot as fuck again so that is where we are right now we're at the tail end of that hot as fuck second summer we're getting ready to go into what I like to refer to as all four seasons fall. So for all four seasons fall, early, early, early in the morning is cold as fuck, almost winterish. And then a little bit later in the morning, not super late, around like seven, seven-ish maybe, to like nine, you get that spring where it's getting, it's a little bit cooler or a little bit warmer, but still cool. It's just you can feel it coming. You can feel the summer heat coming. You feel everything warming up. You feel like spring is in the air. And then around 10 to like 4 or 5, it is hot as fuck. And you feel like you're inside Satan's butthole burning, literally on fire. And then it starts to cool down and you get the fall. And this fall hangs around till about midnight or 1. And then that's when winter comes back in. And we repeat this cycle for a couple weeks. And then we'll have another fake summer or fake fall because it'll be like third summer, fourth summer, and then back and forth. So, yeah, uh, that is where we're at. But I have already uh, got that smell. Like, I smelled the smell of fall. So now my brain is like, hey, it's fall. We need boots out. We need leggings out. We need cardigans out. Even though they're all literally the same things. Like, I wear black leggings all the time. I wear all my black cardigans all the time. I haven't really worn my black boots through the summer, but still, like, I just want all of that. I want the pumpkin spice smell. I'm not a big fan of the taste, but I want the smell everywhere. I want all the fall things. I want to hear leaves crunch when I walk on them, but I have to wait. How long? I don't know. But it is officially September, which is pre-October, which is the official start of spooky season. So, we are getting close. Um, I did see in the Farmer's Almanac that the Midwest... I don't know if it's for everywhere, but I know for Indiana, we're supposed to have an unseasonably warm fall, which I'm okay with because I don't want it freezing, but I don't want it too hot either because it kind of takes it away. But we'll just have to wait and see. So um, my allergies and sinuses are just like, hey, uh, this is not fun, but it is what it is. So I may not have a whole lot of voice left by the end of this episode, but we shall see. So, before we get into the show, I am now finally able to get things back to normal a little bit. I have survived inventory. 
Um, so just a real quick recap for anyone who's not familiar with retail world. Inventory is something that happens once a year where a company comes in and counts every single item in the store. We are responsible for preparing for inventory. That means that everything has to be in its exact spot. Everything has to be single final line. Everything has to be flipped and turned if it's on a peg. Everything in the back room has to be flipped and turned where they can go through and scan it. And you have to make up like 80 million things. It's a lot of work. Normally, you get about three and a half to four months notice of when your inventory is going to be because that is, you know, you need that time to prep. So we found out in early June or end of May, somewhere in there, that our inventory was going to be at the end of October, which is great. And then 39 days ago, I got a text that said that your inventory is now going to be on August 30th. So I lost two months of inventory prep time. And that is not good. But my team killed it. We pulled it through. Uh, we got everything done. I worked a shit ton of hours. My sister manager worked a shit ton of hours. On top of that, we had a loss prevention visit scheduled. It's just one of her bi-yearly visits where she comes in, just checks paperwork, all that shit, makes sure everything's in order. So I went in at 5 a.m. that morning, the day before inventory, waiting on her to get there, just make sure everything was perfect, work on inventory stuff because I knew I'd be busy with her when she came so I need to get all that other inventory prep stuff ready then so I worked on all of that kept waiting 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 she wasn't there my original plan was to work from 5 a.m. to 3 p.m. go home eat lay down relax for a few stretch my back out drink some coffee come back and work like 6 to 9 9 but I kept waiting and waiting and waiting for her to show up and then she never showed up so finally at 10 o'clock I went home because I had to be back in the next morning at 5 a.m. I was exhausted. So then I found out the next day during inventory that she was hadn't been to work all week and she was down the back and had no intentions of coming to the store. So all of that was her voice. But we are inventory, things are going, you know, my team did amazing. They had everything ready and prepped. And then towards the end of it, uh, my girls were standing up front and they noticed one of the inventory clerks, the guys that come in and count everything, stole it self-checkout so they come and tell me give me the receipt i go back and i watch the camera and he stole a pack of candy so i had no choice but to tell my boss who was there who told the inventory people's boss and then that gentleman was fired had he just asked for the candy i would have bought it for him but he didn't so that's out of my hands so that was crazy so I'm feeling like we did really good, you know, everything's prepped. I really take pride to make sure that my store numbers are correct and everything's, you know, there. I'm really big on watching theft, all of those things. So when we get to the end and they tell me my, my preliminary numbers and I have an extremely high amount of shrink, which is missing merchandise. I about shit because it was three times the amount of shrink from the year before. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. Like, this is impossible. I was stressing. I was pissed, I cried, I was so mad, I was like, there's no way. So I went home and I crashed. Like that night, I I fell asleep, I woke up off and on, and I was just so fucking tired, so um, I slept through most of the evening. I, I didn't even get home until like five. It was another 12-hour day. So I came home, I ate, I lay down, slept off and on, because I was exhausted, couldn't keep my eyes open. Uh, woke up early the next morning, um, 
went to work, worked on everything, just stressed. I had to make sure he was hearing it right, everything was fucked up. Came home that night from work, which was it had been Thursday night, and knew that I had to do something. Like, this just wasn't right. I was stressing out. It was horrible. I just let this, like, literally let it just eat at me. So at, like, 2 in the morning, I woke up, 2.30, somewhere in there. I woke up, and I'm like, fuck this. I did an anti-stress spell. I did a spell to kind of help take that worry away and give me a sign that it was either going to be okay or it was time to figure something out. Like, I need a sign as to what's happening. So next morning, uh, I go to work. I have some trash I need to throw away because it's liquid, so I just take it out the front door, throw it away, and I thought, fuck it, I might as well smoke while I'm out here and I need to get a broom anyway. So I go back in, do a few more things, and then come back out about 10, 15 minutes later, and there was a feather right where I had been standing. Looked like an eagle feather. Just laying there perfectly. But it had a little bit of um, cobweb type stuff. But it looked like it had been there for days. But there's no way because I had just been there a few minutes ago. So I took that as my sign. I took that as my sign that everything was going to be okay. I didn't know how. I took it as my sign that everything was going to be okay. So then I you know, do all my stuff, and then I decide I wanted to pull some old invoices and check to see if I can find somewhere anywhere where, like, you know, there's something that's messed up. And I'll be damned if the first invoice I pulled wasn't from November of 2022, the month right after my last inventory, where they double-charged me for a truck. There's my shrink. So therefore, my inventory turned out amazing, and I am super happy. So, crazy how life can be. But... I did the ritual, I did the spell, I asked for a sign, I manifested a sign, and it happened. I got my sign, I found my answers, my stress was from it, it's all gone, everything is fantastic. So, just do it. If you're ever, you know, thinking, oh, you know, I need to get rid of this, I need something, I can handle the stress, or whatever, and you don't think you have it in you, you do. Trust your gut, trust your instincts, you've got this. You can do it. Literally, just go for it. All right, enough of that sappy crap. <laughs> Let's get into it. So, uh, last week we took a break from astrology to kind of dive into talking about spiritual growth. Um, like I said, it was just absolutely amazing that I happened to get that box at the same time because you don't know the theme before you get it. It's like a reveal afterwards, but spiritual growth and how it's affected my craft has really been weighing on my mind a lot and not in a bad way weighing but um just you know something that's been on my mind I like I said I saw it's perfect timing that box came I opened it and I was like wow this is something we need to talk about because it is amazing and I feel like recognizing our growth really does give us more confidence and we are able to really hone in on our craft a lot better because when we go into it with more confidence we get better results so let's get back into normal life now that like I said everything's done and um, I can get away from all that stress I can get back to normal I can get back to what I love most which is you guys and all these wonderful things so astrology I thought it would be fun to kind of uh, get us back in the mood of astrology and share some facts about astrology. Some are interesting, some are just things to know, 
and some things you probably already know. Actually, um, some of these things I already knew before I went through and read an article, which I will put all the um, article information in the um, what the, hell is it called? the show notes. Sorry, my brain just like totally forgot what it was called. So let's start talking about some astrology. So as a reminder, not really a reminder, as a as a reminder, I'm about to tell you something I've never said before. No. Uh, jumping back in, there we go. So your moon sign. The moon sign is the sign that's more connected to your emotions. It represents your inner life, symbolizes your emotions, your reactions, and your responses to the world around you. The moon like literally is so fucking extra with what it does to us it exaggerates the fuck out of your sign's qualities so if you if your moon sign is someone who is very outgoing or outdoorsy or something then the moon sign will or if a sign is characterized as being outdoorsy or very into nature and that happens to be your moon sign, or you're going to be extra outdoorsy, extra in nature. Like, you're just going to be extra as fuck. And I love that. I love that about the moon because, um, you know, the moon is my bitch. I love her so much. You guys have heard the story where I thought I was a special moon child, and I wasn't, and it was depressing. But I still feel like we have this connection. So I feel like it's accurate for the moon to be extra as fuck and to make us extra as fuck as well. So our rising or ascendant sign is what represents our identity, the first impression that we make on others, and basically our outer personality, the thing that um, people see the most of us. So um, just like the moon exaggerates our inner level, the rising sign exaggerates us on an outer level. So um, if you were out shopping and you saw that piece of clothing and you're like oh my god this hat is so me like it's so me that is all due to your rising sign or your ascendant sign it it's literally what we are on the outside to others or what makes us who we show others basically Uh, just like you know when i saw this dress on team i'm like oh my god that dress is seriously so fucking me and i had to buy it because number one is cheap, number two, I look cute as fuck in it, you know? So, I'll post a picture because it's cute. I bought a third dress from Demo. I think you guys have seen the other two. Um, I don't know if I posted the red one or not, actually. This one is super cute. It's got moon and stars and little dots, and it's absolutely adorable. And it was $7. Y'all, Timo is going to, like, literally make me go broke, but it's so worth it. So, our sun sign is what motivates our hearts and all the deep down feelings it basically describes us as or it's basically described as what we always strive to be it's kind of like controlling who we feel way down our hearts that we are I from childhood have always felt like I was a witch and couldn't express it because of Number one, not being able to have an open conversation with my mom or dad because that just was not how things were. But number two, because that just wasn't a thing then. It wasn't acceptable. It wasn't something that people openly talked about, especially when they're like five. And of course, you know, the whole church aspect of it, um, 
that's just not okay. That's taboo. That's the devil talking. That's the devil's busy here. No, fuck that shit. It's who I really am. My sun sign was literally projecting out who I was. It just took a while for the rest of my signs to align and be able to give me the confidence to step out of that room closet. So, when you see like those compatibility charts and it's like, oh, what astrological signs are compatible with each other? Which ones are, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not necessarily meant toward your specific sign. It's more geared towards your element and the elements that other signs that basically connect you. Um, like fire and water, air and, you know, things like that, air and earth. That is what they base it more on when it comes to trying to do those compatibility signs, which I found was very interesting because that was something I didn't know. I had no idea that it was more geared towards the elements, which makes sense, I guess. So, Mercury retrograde. This is the next fact. It's actually interesting. I have always looked at Mercury retrograde as, oh my God, like this is, you know, buckle up, it's going to be a rough ride. I also knew it could bring good things, but I've always just, my... My gut has always just been like, nope, it's bad, it's horrible. Just prepare for the worst. No matter how many times I try to talk myself into it being good, I still would just be have that mindset of, nope, Mercury retrograde, shit's going to go down, it's going to be fucked up. But it's actually a really good time to work on areas of your life like communication, organization, learning new skills, or even brushing up on old skills. And I love that idea. I did not know that until... Um, Last week, like I said, I was kind of shocked and surprised by some of these things, but I thought it was very interesting, and I think I'm going to use this opportunity while Mercury's in retrograde now to get my life together, to work on my organizational skills, to really harness, harness, harness? <sighs> oh, fucked. I was going to say harness and polish. Uh, I'm over to harness them skills to really polish those skills up because I actually do well with organization when I can focus but I need to be organized in order to focus it's a whole vicious ADHD cycle which by the way so my doctor prescribed a new medicine uh, for me to try I had a phone appointment on Thursday because I couldn't get up there with work so we are going to try a brand new well brand new to me I've never tried it um ADHD medication to see if that will help me be able to concentrate, be less scatterbrained, and be able to just do better. So my employees are super thankful. Um, I would have already had it, but my insurance company required a pre-authorization, and they did not get that sent in before the pharmacy closed, and they are not opening until Tuesday. So we shall try it on Tuesday. I really, uh, I, I really just want to repeat this again I think it's really important that we kind of change our mindset we talked about this in a few episodes back but what if we all like make a pact to approach Mercury retrograde in a more positive light and we all like you know make this pledge to work on something to better ourselves um communication organization literally like I said any new skill for me like I said organization is what I'm going to work on I think maybe being more organized will help me uh, be better with my craft because I'll be able to find things easier, number one. Number two, 
I can organize my brain and my thoughts as well as just like physical organization and stuff. So, another interesting fact US President Ronald Reagan had an astrologer on staff at the White House while he was president. He would consult with this guy before any big decisions were made, any big press conferences, anything that had to have a choice made or something said to people, he would consult with this astrologer to really work things out and get some answers to see what he should do. He really, really depended on the astrologer to let him know what's what and and to guide him, which I think is super cool. And President Dwight Eisenhower also followed astrology very closely. He even kept his birth chart visible in his drawing room. And I think that's fucking cool as shit. Um, I, I wish more presidents today would follow their horoscopes and maybe they, um, could, you know, learn from that. So the Catholic popes actually used to believe in and follow astrology very closely until that shit was shut down and determined to be quote unquote evil, which he did dick, man. It's not evil, but whatever. I get it. So I'm going to mispronounce this gentleman's name, and I am so, so sorry. John Marches... Marchesla? Marches... Marchesla. Yeah. He's a certified astrologer. He's a certified astrologer. He was actually on the... um, A very high committee for astrology. I can't remember what it's called, but... He, like, knows this shit. Anyway... He explains that everyone has some degree of all 12 signs and all planets and all 12 houses. I think that's very interesting and I'm going to take that fact and we are actually going to dive into it a little deeper and do a little bit of um, exploration of that because I find that interesting as shit and I, um, I feel like we need to know more about it. So that is something we will dive into at a later time. But I find it very, very interesting. The most common astrology sign in the U.S. Are you guys ready for this? Try to guess. Guess, guess, guess. What do you think? The most common astrology sign is in the entire United States. Good job. You're right. It was Scorpio. Actually, I don't know if you said Scorpio or not, but I feel like a lot of you said Scorpio I feel like a lot of you probably said Capricorn Sagittarius because I feel like um, I can hear you even though I'm recording this way before you're listening to it, but you're still like sending me your vibes from the future. But yes, 9.6% of American, or I'm sorry, United States population are Scorpios. Can anybody guess the least popular or common sign in the United States? Anyone? Bueller, Bueller. Great call. You were so close. No, it is Aquarius. Just like me. There are 6.3% of the population is Aquarius. So I'm rare as fuck. Um, We've all known that, so that's fine. But no, seriously though, um, I was shocked to know that. To find that out, I had no idea. Sorry, we've got some ATVs running like fucking idiots through here. But I found that to be quite interesting that uh, I was super rare like that. So, very interesting. 
this little piece of info I actually found highly fascinating and I had no idea, but now I do. And I'm going to share this information with everyone who will listen. It's not like huge or anything. I thought it was really cool. So Benjamin Franklin, yeah, he was big into astrology, like huge. He even wrote a fucking book called Poor Richard's Almanac. He did it under the pseudonym Richard Saunders. And in this book, he included all of the different uh, astrological signs and elements and all the shit about it. So I want to find this book. And if it's not super expensive, because for some reason, older books are like expensive as fuck. Unless you get like the 85th edition or some shit. And then it's usually missing some good shit. So I just found that very interesting. Benjamin Franklin was huge into astrology. Fucking cool. I didn't realize that it was that old until I learned this next fact. That's one, I mean, I guess I, I knew it was old as fuck, but I guess I just didn't think about like horoscopes and shit being that old. I guess, yeah, it does make sense. Anyway, so one of the oldest horoscopes recorded can be traced back to 410 BC. That's kind of fucking cool. 410 BC, which. The whole BC, AD, that's a whole shit show I'm not even going to get into, but I still think it's really fucking cool because it's a long ass time ago. Super fucking cool. Yeah, this is actually interesting. In 2011, an employer was actually in deep shit. They were in trouble for refusing to even accept applications from two different astrological signs. They ran an ad, um, you know, like for Indeed or whatever, Craigslist, different things have job postings. So they were, and I'm sure the newspaper even too was still doing that in uh, 2011. So this lady, she ran an ad and she listed, you know, like the, the job information, the details, the requirements, all that shit. And then she added, Virgos or Scorpios need not apply. What the actual fuck? That is crazy. That is discrimination. You can't do that. No matter how much you don't like an astrological sign, you can't tell somebody they can't even apply to your place of employment because you don't like their sign. Like, that's just so, so bad. And, like, how did that make all the Scorpios and Virgos feel? Probably like shit. But her reasoning, she claimed that Virgos and Scorpios were too quote-unquote feisty to work there for her. Bitch, please. Like, come on. It's kind of funny, but seriously? Wow. The uh, Catholic Church, they used to excommunicate astrologers. If they found out that you were into astrology, this was after um, the popes declared it to be like, no, it's taboo, it's bad, it's the devil. Um, They were all big into it until then. But then, once the Pope spoke and said, no more astrology, we're not doing that anymore, that's uh, when shit changed. And the Catholic Church would straight up excommunicate people for being astrologers, being into astrology, reading a fucking horoscope, and that shit. They're like, ooh, yeah, that's like Satan shit, so we're going to have to ask you to leave. Fucked up, right? Very fucked up, if you ask me. But honestly, you have to think back then, if it goes way, way back, 
they really didn't know a lot. I mean, it was passed on to us, yeah. I think we are in a better spot with astrology now than they were, like, obviously thousands of years ago because we have technology now that can really help explain things better. I mean, back then you just had somebody who sits down and figures out your chart without all the fancy technology sorry, the fancy technology and shit we have now, birth charts are hard to do on your own. Like, because you have to figure out the entire degrees of everything. Like, it is a lot, but it's also really fucking cool. But I think now it's become more acceptable and more of a... more of like um, a novelty almost for some people. People who don't follow it and follow craft like we do they find it to be more like a game, like, oh, what's my horoscope say today? And they take it very literal. They take everything as, oh, this is going to be exactly like this. Like, oh, you're going to meet somebody new. And then they're like, I didn't meet anybody new, so they're not real. Like, that's that's not exactly what it means. Like, it could be a metaphor. It could be literally any version of anything. It could just be something that is representing something else. Like, one time I had a horoscope that said I'm going to meet somebody new today and they're going to change my life and ended up being I met a new version of myself because I found things in myself that I never really knew before and I had like a big epiphany that day and that's when I realized fuck that's what it meant so I just find it very interesting that people would freak out so much about it but I'm probably going to age myself here do any of you guys remember when Cosmopolitan would put out their huge astrology edition uh, I was going to say episode, it was not episode, their issue, like, it would be all about astrology, you'd have, like, all kinds of different horoscopes in there for different things, like, your love horoscope, your work horoscope, your friend horoscope, like, all this shit, but all of the horoscopes are always focused on the sun sign, always, 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 it was always focused on the sun, which, that is the most common one, that's the one we pulled to the most, that's the one that, you know, represents the deep down desires. But I really think that the moon, we need to have a horoscope for the moon because that's what, or moon sign, sorry, because that's what pulls more towards our personalities, our emotions, I mean, who we are. And yes, we could just read the horoscope for the moon sign and put it in that context, but we have to remember if we do so, that the moon exaggerates the fuck out of everything. So keep that in mind if you are going to read your horoscope, your moon sign as it is written. You need to exaggerate it just a little bit, lots. <laughs> a little bit, lots. All right. For those of you who um, get the ad, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Otherwise, I will uh, be back in like two seconds for the rest of you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. 
like I said, I think that we, the sun sign obviously is important. It's, you know, defines when we're born and a lot of other important things, like I said, but I really think that we put so much more focus on the sun sign, but we absolutely need to put more light on our moon signs. We need to pay more attention to them. We need to really learn more about them and understand what exactly it entails each one because i i'm gonna be honest i literally did not pay a fucking bit of attention to my moon sign or my rising sign forever like i only focused on my sun sign because in my mind that's all there really was it was a long time before i actually thought okay let me look into this and then i was like whoa this is fucking interesting this makes a lot of fucking sense when you put all three of those together which we'll get to the rising and ascending sign another episode when you put all three signs together and you look at all the different qualities and attributes and everything that comes together for it, you realize a lot of fucking shit about yourself. Things make more sense. Your tendencies make more sense. The reasons you do different things, why you pull this way or pull that way, even the things we do in our mundane lives, not just our craft, will make more sense. It's quite fascinating, really. So I have a little quote for you that I found very interesting. Everyone is a moon and has a dark side that he never shows to anyone. That's by Sybil Leak, and I think that that is very, very deep and very profound and uh, very, very interesting because we don't show our emotions to everybody. So on the essence of being a moon, if we are all moons, we really only show our light side, our bright side. We don't necessarily show our dark sides all the time. Same with our emotions. We don't show everyone all of our emotions. Very few people in this whole world will ever see the true you. Think about it. How many people out there that you know, know 100% about you, know who you really, truly are deep down? They really know your craft. They know what your beliefs are. Do they really know where you stand on everything? Do they know the real you? The you that you only know? How many people know that? I can name one. One person in the entire world population really knows the real me. And that's Travis. And no matter what parts of me I don't want him to see, he he has a way of getting them. He has a way of them just oozing out, and he 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 knows them for a reason. Because the universe put him in my path for a reason, um, over and over and over again. Like I said, I I truly feel like we have done this a million times. Him and I just continue to go on through these different um, lives over and over together. Repeat over and over and I love it I fucking love every minute of it but uh, we're not here to talk about that and me and Trav but we are talking about how crazy it is that all this makes so much fucking sense and that's why I think it's really important that we go through this and our moons we can control who sees what side of our moon and let's talk about them so our moon sign is the second most important sign. Obviously, the sun sign is the first. And as I said, our sun sign is the side of us that everybody sees. The moon sign, moon sign, is the side of us that only, like, 
you see, we see, me see, I see. Does that make sense? I said it real weird, but uh, the moon sign is all about our emotions, our instinctive reactions. Uh, the moon signifies our personalities. It is basically an unconscious force, something we don't have control of. Boon, the moon, the uh, basically the moon represents the side of us that reacts before we have time to think. And if you think about it, think of it that way, as we go through the different signs and the light sign, the dark side of them, it's going to make a lot more sense. So I want to preface this next part of the episode very cautiously. I do not want anyone to feel like I am picking on them or calling them out, making them feel any kind of way. That is absolutely not uh, the case in any way, shape, or form. I think it is important for us as um, people in general, um, in any way, shape, or form, to understand the characteristics, the qualities, the traits of our moon signs to full capacity. So, that is why I am going to, while I'm talking about each sign, I'm going to talk about it in forms of dark side and light side, or bright side, I'm sorry, I think you used the term bright side. So bright side is the side that we are apt to letting people see a little bit more. We, we keep our moons hidden pretty well anyway, but the, um, the bright side is more the side that we don't really try to hide as much and the dark side is the side that we like to pretend isn't there the dark side is also coincidentally some things that may come to surface and shadow work some sides of you that may um you may be able to do shadow work and find out why these sides are the way they are why um the dark side has that pull on you so um I'm not saying that every person that is an Aries is going to be blah, blah, blah. I'm saying that that is some of the more common dark-sided traits for an Aries moon. Are we ready? I just want to get mad and think I'm just being mean, but I'm not. Because it's um, there's like the negative qualities for everyone that I'm going to list as well. I know that we want to be positive and everything, but I really think it's important to be fully transparent and explain all of this. So, moon and Aries. The bright side, more energetic, uh, enterprising, optimistic, open to change, and idealistic. The dark side, more impulsive, um, opinionated, domineering, impatient, and vain. And those are, like I said, qualities that we try to hide or we just keep deep down and we don't let anybody see of us. And it's not that we are assholes. I'm not Aries moon, but it's not that Aries moons are assholes. It's just those are the qualities that the moon really exaggerates in us. Some more than others, but these dark side are the ones that we really kind of hold down um, and not let everyone see so much. We've done really good with that part, most of us anyway. So the moon boosts your charm and gives you a special knack for getting others to do what you want. And I know a couple... uh, Aries moons, and I think that that is the most spot-on fucking thing I've ever read when it comes to them, so. Moon in Taurus, if your moon sign is in Taurus. Right side, more trustworthy, determined, warm, affectionate, and artistic. Dark side, 
obstinate, uh, possessive, rigid, overcautious, and uh, as a slave to routine, which honestly, yeah, there's a few I know. So the moon gives you great powers of concentration and you literally get in and get shit done. And that is something I envy and I really wish I had the, the honestly great power of concentration that Taurus moons have because they are literally able to be like, all right, this needs done and do it, go in, do it and be done. I don't have that. I have to think about it for an hour and stress about it for five days and then I have to procrastinate till the very last moment to do it. Especially because I probably forgot it was due or needed done. And I am way behind because that is just how my brain works. I wish it didn't work that way, but unfortunately it does because my brain is just like a big old scatterbrain mess in there. Quite interesting, really, to be honest. But hey, you know, it's my brain. So, <laughs> Moon and Gemini. This is me. Bright side. More versatile, witty, charming, lively, and amusing. Dark side. More disorganized, (laughs) inconsistent, superficial, cunning, and manipulative. And I regret those, resent those, I mean, but um, if I need to be, I can't be. So I guess it really makes sense. Only if I have to be. If someone's playing that game, then I'm going to play it too to make it fair for me. And then I can be. I can be cunning and manipulative, but in a good way that is self-defense. See, here I am, like, trying to make excuses for my ways. It's not my fault. It's the moon's fault. It is. So, the moon's pull on Gemini, uh, its pull gives way to a very active mind and imagination imaginative and creative personality extraordinarily quick to receive sensory impressions from the world around us and y'all if this seriously does not describe me to a fucking t i seriously think that my gemini moon describes me way better than my aquarius sun i straight up think that this makes so much more sense for me it is just like the perfect definition um and yeah like, literally, what I talked about in the beginning, I need to work on organization and being consistent. Y'all, literally, you know how I'm very inconsistent about trying to keep things, you know. But I do find that I am versatile, I'm witty, I'm charming, I'm lively, and I'm amusing. Or easily amused. Same thing. It's totally fine. Completely fine. <laughs> oh, fuck. So you have to laugh at your downfalls, see? All right, if your moon is an answer. On the bright side, you're more imaginative, sympathetic, protective, tenacious, and loyal. The dark side, more possessive, moody, critical, and self-pitying. <laughs> the moon gives you a devotion, patience, sensitivity, and romantic, charming qualities. Very nice. I'm trying to think if I know anybody with a um, moon in Cancer, but I don't moon in leo bright side more exuberant creative broad-minded colorful and fun-loving dark side 
self-indulgent, self-centered, conceited, and overbearing. Again, these are not things that I just made up. They come from actual resources. So don't shoot the messenger or get mad at the messenger. Honestly. So the moon imprints an idealistic quality and strong emotions. I said that really weird. <laughs> so for you, let's repeat that. Um, moon and Leo. The moon imprints an idealistic quality and strong emotions. You're easy to reach through your heart, easier to reach through your heart than your head. And y'all, I straight up know that's true for several moon and Leos. Leos and moon and me. Moon and Leos, Jesus fucking speak. So I, I find these so interesting. And it, for me, I have to actually do someone's birth chart to uh, figure out their moon. I cannot just be like, oh, hey, yep, that's it. Like, know their you know know their birthday and automatically know it i have to um look at it because my brain just can't do it that quickly so i only know a few people in each one so because i've done the birth chart or i have talked to them about it it's weird okay sorry that was weird it like really just froze or did some weird shit but all right continuing on if your moon sign is in virgo on the bright side more intellectual meticulous but in a good way industrious steadfast and responsible on the dark side more critical high strung standoffish argumentative and hypochondriacal but let me tell you i don't care what anybody says being hypochondriacal can save your fucking life okay i know it sounds like your uh, podcast is in super speed play but it's not it's just me talking really fast let me slow it down to 0.75 0.25. I'm going to stop doing this fucking stupid. Anyway. <laughs> no. Um, being hypochondriacal can actually save your life. So, I had a car accident when I was 18. My high school, senior high school year. And I got hurt pretty bad. My back was all jacked up. Everything got fucked up. And that's where all my back issues started. So, for years, I had to have, like, you know, therapy and shit like that for my back. And I was in a lot of pain. When I got pregnant both times, lots and lots of extra pain. We just assumed it was from the car accident, and that was the only thing that really made sense, and that was what it was. That was not, in fact, what it was. Uh, fast forward a few years, and in 2004, I could not move. My back was so fucked up. I was in a lot of pain, and I just couldn't take it anymore, so I went to... Um, the ER and the emergency room doctor was like, well, you're just in here for drugs. It was late night. It was like 9.30 or 10. Um, I went over because I was in so much pain and I just gotten home from work, like, or Travis just got home from work to take me and I just couldn't handle it anymore. So, um, we were over there and the doctor's just total dick. He's like, well, you're just in here like for pain pills. You just want meds, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I just want like answers. Why does this keep happening? Why, you know, my back keeps going out. Like I need some answers. And he's like, on, 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 on. So he says, well, you do an MRI, but they're very expensive. I'm like, okay, I have insurance, please. Like I, I need answers. So normally when you have tests done, the nurse will call you and give you results or they'll make an appointment, whatever. They normally don't, you know, the doctor himself does not personally call you and tell you anything here anyway. So a few days after my MRI, 
I get a phone call and it comes up the ER department of the hospital I went to and it's the doctor from that night and he says I'd like to apologize we found a small spot on your spinal cord that could possibly be a tumor and we'd like to send you for some more testing so I went and did a bunch more testing it was just nice to be recognized and to be validated that I wasn't crazy like there was something wrong so I um, went and got more tests. They determined, yes, it is a tumor. I got a new family doctor because this time I really didn't have one. The kids, had, you know, the kids had their own doctor. I didn't really deal with doctors. I wasn't necessary. You know, I just didn't go check up stuff like that. So I got a family doctor. He went over everything with me and he said, oh, well, your back wouldn't hurt so bad if you lost weight. For four years, this man just kept telling me, I would feel better if I just lost weight. What? So, towards the end of those four years, the pain would get really bad and I'd be paralyzed from the waist down. I'd be walking through the family room with like a little um, a laundry basket full of clothes. Doesn't get go put in the washer or whatever, put up, and I would just paralyze, waist down, couldn't move, had to lay down on the floor, drag myself to the couch, there get Travis try to work it out with a heating pad or something different techniques we learned one night it was so bad I could not get it undone it would not go it went loose up so Trav takes me to the hospital my family doctor happens to be the ER doctor on call which was odd because he very very rarely ever was the doctor on call so I'm like okay in there and he continues on with this speech about how if I lost weight I would feel better blah 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 my husband lost his shit I fucking flipped he he got real shitty and he like cleared the nurse's desk which was basically just my doctor's desk at the moment or he didn't clear it he like slammed his hands on it like you know pushed the paper off but he told the doctor you have to fucking do something this is ridiculous like we're not leaving until you figure out what's going on so they sent me for an MRI, another one. First one in four years. Mind you, I have a tumor on my fucking spinal cord, and this doctor waited four years to decide that I need to have another test. By that time, it had basically like, I don't even know how many times itself it was. It ended up, um, when they first found it, it was a tiny spot, like the tip of a ballpoint pen. When, four years later, when they did the MRI, it was, bigger than a half dollar like a you know, coin half dollar so they were freaked out they called me um, when they got the results back the next day and they're like hey you need to get into the surgeon immediately we need to get surgery done um, you know we gotta get this tumor off your spinal cord it's pressing on your nerves it's not good we need to get this gone now you know, cancerous blah 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 so went and had surgery and they fucked it all up but the whole point was had I not been hypochondriacal sorry it's a hard word to say about it I could have just ended up paralyzed or dead because cancer would have taken over or the tumor would have just paralyzed me so yeah um be hypochondriacal I know I fucked that word up you know what I mean I didn't mean to get all off track with that about me but I really want to always push that you're not being a hypochondriac you are worrying about your health which is super fucking important so Back to Moon and Virgo. 
So the moon's influence adds to your intelligence and practicality, and you are a seeker of truth. You don't just take things at face value. You really like to find out why and how and get to the bottom of things, which is good. And I think that is something that more people should do instead of just accepting everything as truth. You actually like to find the truth yourself and confirm it, validate it. Moon and Libra, right side, more adaptable, creative, charming, good-natured, and diplomatic. Dark side, indecisive, self-indulgent, dependable, or independable. I don't fucking know why I said that, my bad. I wrote down dependable, but I don't, not dependable, I don't fucking know. Frivolous and changeable. I'll look it up and put a correction in the um, show notes. My bad. For Moon and Libra. Libro. I did that last time. No, last time I said Zebra. I said Libra. Moon and Libra. The moon... The moon's boot. The moon boosts your appreciation for beauty and art. It gives you an artistic eye and a heightened awareness of the environment. Not only the nature, natural environment, but the actual environment around you at all times. You're more aware of what's going on. You're more aware of people, of the things happening around you. And it's just a, like an extra sense that you get with things, which is pretty cool. And I would like to have that. I try really hard to be aware when I'm out. I like to be um, very aware of my surroundings, who's around me when I'm out in public, like in a big city. I do not get on my phone. My phone is put away and I walk with my head up on swivel and I am watching everything and everyone. And I am, as soon as I walk into a building, I am, all right, where are my exits? How can I get out if shit goes down? Where can I hide if I need to hide behind something? If there's an active shooter, where, how do I get out? You know, where's a good place for me to defend myself? What can I use as a weapon if um, you know, I can't get to my gun or whatever? Nine times a 10, I'm not carrying it, which I usually only do for protection if I go to a big city because shit's getting real around here. But that's sad that here in America that is um, something we have to worry about is going to Walmart and worrying that you could get shot and killed in Walmart. Or there was a shooting in Dollar General this past week. At a Dollar General in Jacksonville, Florida. Racially motivated. Absolutely fucking heartbreaking. But yeah, so... Um, if anybody would like to join in doing some type of um, ritual to bring some peace and, and calmness to those families, I know it's incredibly hard for them and there probably will never be peace again, but we need to do something. We, as a family, a universal coven, need to come together and do something some type of um, joint ritual, ceremony, something where we can try to stomp out racism because it's getting really bad. And if anybody can do it, it's us. So I think that that is something important. I think I think it's something important that we need to discuss. Maybe I'll post it in the group something and get some ideas going. Um, generate a conversation where we can go back and forth. Moon and Scorpio, right side. Did we just do that? No, no, my bad. <laughs> right side, more imaginative, determined, ambitious, emotional, and idealistic. Dark side is more obstinate, 
secretive, jealous, resentful, and domineering eek. But it's okay. You don't mean to be. Sorry. The moon exaggerates your spiritual nature and intense feelings that really motivate your intentions. And that is pretty cool because the moon is extra as fuck anyway and she's always exaggerating shit. But Scorpio, she's like, you know what? You guys get the bad rap. People are always like talking shit about Scorpios. I'm going to exaggerate your shit even more and really just throw some cool shit your way. So, you know, sometimes being a Scorpio wouldn't be too bad. Moon in Sagittarius. Right sign. More adventurous, optimistic, optimistic, exuberant, open-minded, and more sincere. Dark side. More restless, extravagant, which is not bad. Uh, Irresponsible, careless, and uncommitted. Oof, that sounds kind of rough, y'all. My bad. If you hear, like, little... I don't even know if you'll hear, but, like, these little breaks... Um, or pauses for a second. It's literally just me taking a drink. I don't want to hear me slurping. I just got a new coffee cup and I'm in love with it. It is um, an auto seal, so the motherfucker can't leak and it stays, it has auto seal technology. Um, but it's the company is Contigo. This is my second or third one from them. Um, they are, like this one was like 28 bucks, but it's so worth it. It was on sale. It's 20 ounces. It's matte black. This motherfucker will not leak. You can hold it upside down, shake it. This bitch ain't leaking at all. You have to put up a button to drink out of it. But also, this bitch stays hot for like 12 hours. I'm not even joking. I before have had a little bit of coffee left that I did finish randomly because I always do. And I've been there all day. And for some reason, I just grabbed it to take a drink. Like I wasn't thinking because it was still dark. It was dark out again. Like it had been dark. I got daylight and went dark again. So I grabbed it to take a drink. And the bitch is still hot 12 hours later. So definitely worth the 20 some dollars. Like I said, they'll get on sale, so good deal. Anyway, I don't want to, like, slurp in your ear, so I pause it to take a drink. Back to Moon in Sagittarius. The moon gives you a sparkle and brightness not found in other signs. It has a special dash of love through a quick, sharp mind and an ability to get shit done. Seriously. There's something with these signs that can get in, get shit done, and make shit happen that I am very jealous about. I don't have that. I wish I did, but I don't have that gene. I can get shit done. It just takes me a few minutes because my brain has to think about it, procrastinate, think about it more, stress about it, and all that other shit. So when it comes to work, though, I get shit done. Paperwork takes me forever because my brain's like, oh my god, I hate paperwork. Anyway, (laughs) moon and Capricorn, right side more determined, responsible, more disciplined, more patient, and more committed. Dark-sided, more rigid, more pessimistic, more opinionated, materialistic, and over-exacting. Which, you know, don't have to necessarily be bad qualities, so it's fine. (laughs) Excuse me. The moon brings you... (laughs) The moon brings you an alert mind, and an eagerness to learn. It also puts you in a position to overcome obstacles. I've actually, I know one person who is, whose moon is in Capricorn, and I 100% see that. That drive, that determination, that ability to easily overcome obstacles. 
they make it look so easy to others, even though they may struggle, but it's just because they're always second guessing themselves. But I'm telling you, if you're moon in Capricorn, you have this fucking power to just deal with it, overcome it, and make it your bitch. Moon and Aquarius, right side, more idealistic, creative, tolerant, um, a humanitarian with a progressive outlook. Dark-sided, unpredictable, contrary, aloof, fixed in opinion, and tasteless. It's kind of rude, but again, these are not my thoughts or opinions. These are fact provided to us by many different sources, which I will note in the show notes. The moon projects admirable qualities in Aquarius moons. Qualities of sensitivity and perception, rationality, and humanitarianism, which I'm pretty sure that was one of your bright-sided qualities. Moving on. Moon and Pisces. Bright-sided, more compassionate, sensitive, loving, creative, and loyal. Dark-sided, indecisive, disconnected, vague, secretive, and easily confused, which... Hello, easily confused here, calling in. The moon highlights your, excuse me, the highlight, the highlight, the highlight, the moon highlights your your instinctive emotional reactions and hidden dreams. You have deep feelings and a innate understanding of human nature. Fact straight back. The one Pisces moon that I know straight up has this just amazing way of understanding human nature, things we do, why we do them, how we do them. And it's crazy because I can study forever and not understand some of that. And they're just like, bam, nope, got it. Got it. They completely just, it just sinks in. It's crazy. So that is all of the moon signs. And I I kept them very brief because I want to not make this episode, number one, very super long, not to bore everyone, because I have found that I myself, once I um, hear the signs that I know about, I kind of, like, lose interest. Not necessarily lose interest, but I kind of, like, you know, don't listen as closely. And I feel like a lot of people don't know other people's moon signs as much as they know their their own, obviously, because we don't go around talking about that as much, which is why I think we really fucking need to. Um, we don't, except we don't put enough emphasis on our moon sign, and it's really important. And then the next episode, we'll talk about our rising or ascendant sign, because I feel strongly about this. Knowing the qualities, the characteristics, and the traits of all three makes a huge difference because you're able to put these different pieces together and form a whole and that's what makes you i think that's incredibly important because it gives us a better understanding of who we are how why all the things like that it's also incredibly interesting to see who and how we have different similarities with other people who have similar uh, may have similar sun signs, but different moon signs, or similar moon, you know, same moon sign, but different sun signs. And you said, I very rarely do find someone who has all three of the exact same. And it's very, very 
interesting when that happens. I'm not found anywhere with the same three, but I did watch this um, video. It was on YouTube. I'll have to see if I can find it. Where they did this big uh, experiment where um, they did everybody's birth charts, but they didn't tell anybody like who they like what their things were. Some people obviously knew, but they put them in groups, but didn't tell them like the compatibility things. And they broke it down into so they had everybody in a group of just their sun signs being alive, and everybody in a group just their moon signs, and then everybody in a group of just their rising signs that were alike. And then they started getting real fancy with um, it's about the time to like two out of three, and, you know, things like that. And then the ones that had the all three, there was only like a handful, if that. I mean, like I'm saying maybe three people had all three of them the same, and it was crazy because they were so similar but yes, so unique. It's fucking wild. I'll try to find that video. But it was a really cool experiment that they did, and it really helped them understand things more once they you know, told them, okay, you guys all have the same signs, blah, blah, blah. But they were able to really justify and validate some of the feelings that they felt that they thought were just weird or odd or whatever. Again, I know some people, astrology's not your bag, and that's completely fine. I just really feel when we are in our craft and we're doing things, and witchcraft and astrology just go hand in hand. And I just have this obsession with the moon, like I've told you guys before many, many times. Everything in the sky is absolutely amazing to me. It's mind-blowing. My mind cannot process how large the universe is. My brain cannot process fact that all of these stars in the sky line up to form these beautiful images and they have all these different connections and especially the fact that like the Egyptians literally lined out their their whole pyramid scheme is in line and and this pattern with the constellations and it's just mind-blowing but everything happens for a reason every part of us came together in a specific way for a reason um if you are doing your birth chart if you are not someone who wants to learn the hard way to do it the long way that's completely cool because i'm I'm there with you too so i found that uh there are several different apps there are several different websites astro cafe seems to be the one that um, a lot of people go to i have no problems with that one i've actually really liked um a lot of things i found on there so I think that's a really good one that gives you a really good description of things and really explains different um, different values of everything. I don't know how it all works down. So um, I've only ever done my chart on there. I've talked to others. Well, I don't think that's a trap too, but um, I think it is really, really fucking interesting to break everything down. And again, like I said, I'm not trying to just, you know, justify I want to do an astrology series in here. I am really wanting to drive home the importance of how astrology and our craft tie together and how knowing who we are how we are why we are this way will really improve our craft and the things we do because we're able to be like yep i do tend to do this more just find that we're not as hard on yourself and it may even open up many more doors in your craft for you i know because like i said i only ever focused on my sun sign growing up that's all it was was my sun sign sun sign sun sign because i did not know about the others 
and then finding out the others exist and seeing, you know, what all different parts of me there are, the fact that I am, <coughs> I'm so, so sorry, a Gemini moon and Sagittarius rising, things make sense now, and I've been able to put that information of the qualities and the characteristics and all of that together with the parts of my craft that I've struggled in and understand why now and then make plans to approach it in a different way where I am able to fully devote more of myself to that specific part of my craft. I hope that all makes sense. So like I said, I just think it's really important for us to really understand uh, our birth charts and how they work. It truly helps us understand who we are and why we are the way we are. Um, except for me, understanding the sun and moon, understanding their influence on us, on me as a person, has really helped me with my spiritual growth and to process my shadow work. Uh, it brings me closer with my higher self, which in turn strengthens my craft and it really helps guide me because I now, under now understand why I have these tendencies and why I do this and, and so, so much more. So, um, that's all I got for astrology today. I just really wanted to get into the moon signs. Next episode, we will talk about um, the rising signs and then we may give it a break before we get into all the houses and stuff unless everybody wants it and we can um, uh, do it quicker. I just don't want anybody to get all, like, you know, burnt out on astrology and everything. I just think it's really cool and interesting. And I'm just fascinated by it. Absolutely fascinated. I'm so fascinated by all the people who also thought that um, the supermoon last week was going to be blue. We didn't talk about that yet, did we? Oh my god, because that was last week. Or this week. Y'all. Okay. If you stuck around this song, you have to listen. So, I don't know why people on my timeline <laughs> so on Facebook I I'm not trying to be a bitch in any way shape or form but as we get closer to Halloween to Silent we are now officially in spooky season like I said the full moon was on the 30th I think yes and people were freaking out because it was a blue moon it was also a super moon which, yes, those are badass. Okay, but having a blue moon that is a super moon is super cool. But the fact that this was something that was really shared more and really, um, not, I don't want to say advertised, but quote-unquote advertised on social media that we were having a blue moon that's a super moon, it made people fucking dumb. Okay. Again, I'm not being a dick. We have all these people who are like, oh yeah, I'm so into astrology. Like, oh, I'm, I've been planning out this blue moon. Like, they know everything that hasn't happened in so many years. Blah, blah, blah. Cool. That's awesome. Like, tell me more because I think it's so fucking fascinating. I'd love to hear everybody's take on the moon, how the moon makes them feel, their connection they have with it, whatever. But this chick straight up said, like, she was going on about how, um, you know, she's been following the moon cycles for years, and she always loves a blue moon, but she's never really seen a good one. But now that we're having a, a blue moon that's a super moon, 
she'll be able to see the blueness of it much more. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, did you just say you're able to see the blueness of the moon more? She's like, yeah, it hasn't happened in, you know, X amount of years. Like, it's a huge deal. This is like a once in a lifetime thing for me to be able to see at the blue moon because it's a super moon. <coughs> Sorry. And then I was like, well, a, a blue moon happens once every year. It's, you know, there's, when there's two full moons in the same month. To which she said, yeah, but this is a blue moon. Happens once a year. This chick straight up told me how she was all into astrology and been following the moon forever and the moon phases and all of that. And really thought that the moon was going to actually be the color blue. She said it was going to be a long day tomorrow. She was staying up all night so she could see the blue moon since it's a super moon. She'd be able to see how blue it is. Just let that sink in for a second. This grown-ass woman in her late 30s straight up thought the moon was actually going to be blue that night. And she planned to stay up all night to watch it. So I don't know if she was disappointed when she uh, was out there and kept waiting, waiting, waiting for it to turn blue, but... Yeah. And I thought maybe she was joking. I was like, yeah, this, this chick's just like, you know, fucking around with this. No, no, she wasn't. She was dead serious. And she could not understand why it did not turn blue. Maybe she wasn't in the right rural borealis. I know it's a little fucked up, but I cannot say those. We don't talk about the northern lights. She then thought that maybe she wasn't in the direct path of those to make the moon blue. So yeah. Astrology education is important education. I know that moon cycles isn't necessarily astrology but we're throwing it in there so all right y'all that is all i have for today i hope you guys have an amazing day week month year whenever you're listening to this maven is coming up and i am really excited i've got some um got some plans going on i've got some thoughts and some really interesting things uh, that I want to do I want to um, share with you guys we're going to do it in a more modern day fashion and I'm going to get more people involved this time so I think it's awesome we'll talk about that another time though so anyway I want to get this out to you guys so I hope you have a great time Tribe and I are going out early tomorrow morning and we are heading the river all day long I am so fucking pumped He's going to take his magnet fishing gear. I'm going to uh, take a few crystals, but I'm also going to meditate and do yoga on the board while he is magnet fishing. We're going to stop at some beaches and get some new geodes. We just realized what amethyst geodes look like on the outside because we never really seen them. Never really seen them. Never really saw very many of them. All the big chunks of amethyst I have have been like shaved on the outside to like smooth them down so we never really knew what it actually looked like but now we do and we know that there are a ton of amethyst on that river so that's what we're going for tomorrow all right guys have an amazing day um you can find me on tiktok at the basic witch 2020 2020 
can find me on Instagram, Cassie the Basic Witch, YouTube, Cassie the Basic Witch, join our Facebook group, Basic Witch, it is the one with the green theme, I believe the purple theme is finally gone. Um, if you want your episodes a week early and ad-free, along with bonus content, you can sign up and become a paid subscriber through Spotify for 99 cents a month, and you do not have to just listen to it through Spotify, you can, um, literally plug it into any feed that you any player that you choose so apple podcast spotify podcast uh amazon podcast or music but any of that you will be able to plug it in so all right guys have an amazing day let's be love you bye